Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. During the Tour de France, for some fun after a long day watching the pros, I like to jump on Zwift. Matthew Vanderpool, Anna Vanderbregen, and Garant Thomas all have a training program that highlights their strengths, and each of the workouts is about 40 minutes. The good thing is, you can do their fun is fast training program as a beginner or experienced rider. It's all based on your power output. To train like the best in the world, it's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's of course Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Well, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this second rest day. Yeah? Good. Yeah, well, you know. It's, well, uh, yes, I am, but... Uh, the, I need the, we need the final push to Paris you know I want to be in good good, good good shape what the tour has in the books for us uh, is going to make it exciting that it will be the push you need my friend to go to Paris because uh, you so. you're not pushing the pedals uh, I feel like I am though. <laughs> I, and I feel like you, you probably feel like you are too couch peloton you know it's been a big two weeks and uh, so far the tour has been interesting it's been good last night was good yeah wasn't it absolutely yeah. uh, let's talk about the stage uh, last night so we always knew it was going to be a very dynamic race we always knew it was going to be um, something very interesting um, started from Carcassonne going to Kidion it was really a appetizer shall we say from what's to come in the Pyrenees but boy this start was electric it was, and it was, it, you know, it, before it, I 100% said, break away, we'll win the day. It just, the course profile absolutely lent itself to that. And in the end, we know that's what happened, but it took a long time for the break to get away. And there, it, there must have been something like 50 attacks. Yeah, and it was, I think it was 100 kilometres in. Or yeah. it, was, it was a long way, it was a long, long way. So it, it didn't go fully to the script in some ways. Um, and there was a couple of groups away you know breakaways away before they sort of formed finally at the front but it took a long time and to tell you how hard it was to form I think Alaphilippe gave up on trying and for Alaphilippe to give up trying to yeah. go on the breakaway it means he was doing his head in yeah yeah and he was he was one of the early sort of attackers so I mean he's amazing isn't he I thought there's no way I didn't think he could win the stage and he didn't but but the fact that he was even putting himself in the mix early on, he's just relentless. Yeah. He's, he's non-stop and he needs to ditch the world championship jersey because it's just a big mark on his back, um, a target, isn't it? They, they just follow him and, and for the right reasons because he's such a superstar. But in the end, it was a deserving winner in yeah. Bolka Molima. Not his first stage win. He's done this before and actually in a relatively similar area um, on memory. And it was solo as well. He's such a... He doesn't look the classiest guy on the bike, but he is class. Do you know, it's funny because I've never really paid attention to that detail to, to him, but I know he's a trier. Yeah. He's a, he's a worker. He's a, he's a hard worker, actually. He's not just a worker. He's a hard worker. We've seen him in so many breaks and in a way failed so many times to win stages because he hasn't got 50 stages or 30 stages for that matter under mm. his belt. But... You're right. Like you spotted, you you told me that yesterday. It doesn't look like he's pedaling so like it's not a pure cycling school. If you wanted to teach your kid how to be a professional cyclist, yeah, it would not look this way. Yeah, but 
he's so efficient. Yeah, he is. He is. And, you know, it'd be interesting. I don't know if there's a, some data analyst out there, but I mean, there's, they, they sort of do. They talk about kilometers spent on the front and this and that. And But if you could look at the stats of him chasing moves, riding in the first third of the peloton, you know, that those little breakaway skirmishes that you get in or you try to get in and then they don't survive. There's no statistical data for that. Well, maybe there is. But I guarantee you, he would be in the top five or top yeah, ten in the Tour de France. He's up there. He's yeah. always, even even if, you know, when the TV cameras aren't on, he's he's up there. He's moving around the peloton. He's such a great rider and he's such a, he'd be such a good teammate to have on any team. Uh, and I think he's, I'm, I'm sure he's paid handsomely because, look, he has won a monument. He's won uh, Lombardia. Yeah. And as I said, he's won a Tour de France stage win before. He's won numerous other races. He's not a prolific winner, though, like you say. But he's worth every penny that mm-hmm. he's paid. And he's he, again, he's sort of salvaged Trek Segafredo's race. It's quite interesting what you mentioned here because I would say Trek Segafredo, they're trying. Remember Kenny Ellison tried as well on Ventoux? So they are one of these teams that is trying to disrupt. And so far, they haven't been successful at winning a stage, but they, they've always been. If you look at the breakaways and and the attempts we've had this year, they've pretty much always been in there. They've yeah. been trying really hard. Yeah, yeah. In early, in early days, in the sprint days, with um, the former world champ Pedersen was trying to get up in the mix as well. So no, they've they've been. This is this just shows how hard it is and how hard it can be to win a stage. You've got guys like Alessandra, Pedersen, Molima. You know, and there's a couple of other guys in there. Um, Bernard as well. He's tried. Yeah. So they've given it a pretty good shake. You know, it's like they've been shaking the tree, and finally an apple has fallen down. And um, good on them. It's yeah, good, yeah, it's good yeah. For the team. Yeah, you want to see reward for effort, don't you? Yeah. And that, so they deserve it, hundred percent. Yeah. If we look at uh, the best of the rest, you mentioned um, Bahrain was going to hundred uh, percent go on the attack. Mm. They tried so hard. In the end, they they they. They did relatively well with Pauls, but it was ever, always going to be either Pauls or Colbrelli or Mohoric. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the best they got. He was 14th on the stage in the end, yeah. without Pauls. Um, but he was part of that of that breakaway. He yeah. really animated the Polkadot race. Yes. Uh, he sprinted out of his skin for one point yeah. uh, during the race. So uh, they are also another team that is that, that they are really fishing for that stage win. So they won stages this year with with uh, Mohoric and Dylan Tuns. Uh, but they are really that other team as well that they've lost the leader very early on, sadly, Jack Haig. But now it's a free-for-all and they are, as a unit, very aggressive. Yeah, they're, they're motivated too. And um, they'll be in the mix. I think they'll be in the mix tonight. Um, it's, tonight's a big mountain stage and we'll, we'll delve more into it in a minute. But um, I'm not convinced it's going to be a GC battle for the stage win okay. tonight um we'll see but yeah look they're Bayron victorious uh they're another quality team and you know you go down that the list let's just recap that that stage patrick conrad bora hans grower so they they're yeah. knocking on the door um sergio higita from ef education nippo uh michael woods omar freya was good. He's another one um for astana chavez good to see chavez up there and good to see louis menke's from Intermarche Wanty Gobert Group in in the top ten as well. So, but actually, how, how can I forget this guy? You'll love this, Guillaume Martin. Yeah, eleventh on the stage, 
basically with that group and catapults himself into second overall. Yeah. That is massive. Uh, yeah, actually, we're jumping the guns here. Before we talk about Guillaume Martin, because yeah. I'm going to be called, uh, look at him, he's chauvinistic and whatever. Michael Woods. You just mentioned Michael Woods. Let's, let's just take a second to mm. talk about Michael Woods. He's the leader of the uh, Israel startup team. Uh, we all know this uh, uh, because Froome was named as a world captain. Um, he's been trying as well. And but Michael Woods has claimed the Polkadot jersey. And I like him because he said that was a childhood dream to go for the Polkadot jersey. I tell, just, you, uh, I tell you what, guys, banging on, only yeah. in Australia you don't care about the Polka. You're just banging on. I'm sorry, Couch. He just, <laughs> he just won't let it go. Um, no, it's good. And you, look, you know the good thing, and you'll love this even more, is that can I just read you out quickly the top sort of four or five? Yeah. So Woods is on 54 points. Quintana on 50. Wout Poles on 49. Wout Van Aert on 43. Molima on 41. That's the top five. There is nothing separating. So there is a proper battle. Oh, yeah. In this the polka is, this is possibly the tightest battle yeah. in the polka dots for years. And it's also the, probably the tightest battle in the jerseys. Because there is a battle. Like in the yellow jersey, we've got Pogacar dominating. Uh, in the green jersey, we've got Cavendish dominating widely. But in the polka dot, no one is actually dominating that jersey no, at and, the minute. And I'll tell you what, in the tipping competition... You'd be reasonably smart if you pick one of those mm-hmm. tonight. I think the only thing is, they they go up the road early to get the points, and then they might fade later on in the stage. But Woods has been consistently good. Yeah. Like he's been in a few breaks. He might not win the stage, but He'll I would imagine he will try and get up the yeah. road again. And that's going to be a serious um, uh, target for him yeah. because he's down on GC. So too, so too. Well, Quintana obviously, Walt Poles obviously. Mollema maybe now because he's won a stage, mm-hmm. he might say, okay, win a stage and win a jersey. I mean, that's... Australia, keep an eye on the Polka jersey competition. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting battle. Every no, it time. is. It is. Oh, look, you're winning me over. I can't believe it. I can't <laughs> believe it. You're actually winning me over. I'm sorry. I'll tell you, you what, think, it's okay. gonna, in the next five years, I'm saying it hit now, in the next five years, we will have an Australian winning the Polka jersey. This is it. I've said I hope it. so. I'm gi- I give Australia five years to get excited about. There'll the be a whole marketing campaign, <laughs> a, a promotional campaign I'm leading around it. it I'm leading it. Yeah, you're, you're calling sales now at SBS. <laughs> um, uh, let's now talk about Guillaume Martin because he's, he is definitely the bigger winner or the biggest winner of the stage yesterday. He jumped in the GC in the general classement up to the second spot, uh, and we know Guillaume Martin is an extremely good climber. And we are entering a phase where there's a lot of climbing ahead. What can this do to the actual GC? Well, uh, other than it's going to be very marked. Yeah, he'll be marked now, so he can't go in breakaways anymore, but that, that suits him fine. His objective has been achieved because he's now pushed himself into the highest place he's been ever at the Tour de France mm-hmm. at this time of the race. So the question is, I guess he lost his time so far early on with crashes, etc., um, and I'm not sure if he had bad form at all, um, no, he's but he's come he's, good. Yeah. He's come good. And the thing is now, it's if you, you can press the reset button in it to a degree for all the GC guys and go, right, we'll all start from zero in terms of form and freshness. And we know that's not the case, but so it's, all, it's the same for everyone now. So he will now have a bit of a spring in his step because he's catapulted himself above everyone bar Pogacar and he has every chance... To finish on the podium somewhere his time trialing is not great is it 
Rigoberto Uran is still, I think, the big threat uh, for the podium because he sits in third, and so too Jonas Vingard because he's he can time trial. Um, but look, it's it's just shaping the battle up because he sits at four oh four Giamatta, and Ben O'Connor is at five fifty eight in sixth place. Yeah, and behind Ben O'Connor, Kelderman is breathing down his neck. So too is Lutsenko. And we we've it's said that, we've said this before, but we'll I'll reiterate this. The battle is far from finished for the whole GC, but for that whole top six, seven, the podium is not done at all because we have Pogacar that, yes, he's got a big lead. He's got a big time gap onto the second, but look at from two to ten, mm. it's very tight. And Catania, who was in the break yesterday, he's pushed himself into tenth. Yep. So, and I mean, and Chavez, incidentally, he's actually 20 minutes down, but he's in 12th place. Mm-hmm. And... It's just an. It's really interesting. Uh, Louis Menkes, who was in the break, has pushed himself into fourteenth. Now I know these these numbers sort of mean nothing in the context of you know what we're focusing on, but Van Art is also in sixteenth place overall. Mm-hmm. This is it's quite insane actually. So that some G- of these that GC that general classment is bound to change in the next couple of days uh, on the mountain. Yeah. What have we got now? We've got two days, two three days now in the mountains. Yeah, three Pretty days. big days. Yeah. We're going to see a shake-up, yeah. definitely. A couple of, you would think, history shows will have one or two capitulations, um, so they'll drop big time, and we'll have a couple of guys that'll push themselves up, up higher in the rankings mm-hmm. as well. So, no, we've got, we got a really couple of exciting days ahead. Yeah, we don't want to build it up too much, but uh, this last week of the Tour de France will be super mega interesting. Mm. And let's talk about the stage tonight, because uh, we're leaving France. Uh, we're going from uh, Serret to Andorre. Andorre being not, of course, part of France. It's a I have to say Andorra. Is, Is Andorra? that right? No, Andorra, I have to Andorra. say the English no, version. Andorra. People won't know. Not they everyone speak will French know. over there, mate. That's a they, well, French I speak a bit of Spanish. So yeah. then what's the Spanish? Um, there's got to be a Spanish Okay, name. it probably is Andorra. Okay. Andorra. 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 But let's call it Andorra. Andorra. Oh, you can say Andorra. 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 You, okay, we're it's going also to your Andorra. podcast. You do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say Andorra. You say Andorra. Is that okay? <laughs> okay. Um, it is a, a love Andorra. Do you know? It is a beautiful part of the world. One thing is, when we saw the map last year in October, I went, yes, Andorra. I was so certain we were gonna go. I've never been to Andorra in my life. I've heard so Haven't many. Haven't you good been? Didn't you get come with us? No, a few that was ago. the year I wasn't here. Ah. And and basically, I I so wanted to go to Andorra in my life. I've never been, and I was yes, it is. And then COVID stayed. It is like this little magical principality. Yeah. That's what it is. But you 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 enter and everything's clean. Everything's sort of in perfect. Are you saying Francis order? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, it's coming from the <laughs> Spanish side, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's, it is really lovely. And for those who haven't been that are listening, it's just imagine those beautiful sort of chalets, you know, postcard, perfect dotted sort of nestled into the mountains. It's not big and the population's not huge. There's a main, there's a main sort of city, but it's not a city. It's a, it's a mountain town. And a lot of cyclists live here. And they all live. I mean, they all live at 1500 meters plus. Like the town and the principality is up. In but the we're talking like that's hometown for Ben O'Connor, that's hometown for Julien Alaphilippe. Yeah. There's many other riders that live in and around Andorra. Yeah, why do they live there, I wonder? Uh, <laughs> mountains, low tax rates. Mountains, tax haven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it? in the winter, it's, in the winter, a lot of them head to Girona. Yeah. Um, or the early part of the season because it's too hard to train. And then um, Rowan Dennis, he's, he's up in Andorra. Clarky lives there. Yeah, yeah. 
Clark, he lives here. They're, yeah. they're all there. They're so all... basically, they're going into their, their back garden. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're going home for the rest day. It'd be interesting to see if they... I wonder. Don't book a hotel, well, mate. Well, that's they'll okay. all have their partners <laughs> there, so that's great. That's yeah. nice. Um, okay, Actually, so Ben O'Connor's will have his parents there. They've been following him. He has yes. Uh, and, and, uh, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. That's so cool they're there. And you know what? Let's listen to Ben O'Connor. Well, the fact I haven't seen them for, you know, almost two years means a lot that they're rolling around now and I get to see them uh, back at home in Andorra as well. So, yeah, it'll be, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. So that was better about the joy of having his parents with him he at this tournament. He seems in pretty good spirits, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he yeah. knows what's ahead. He knows yeah. he can still do something. But let's focus on the stage tonight. So, Andorra, but uh, let's look at the stage itself. It's not a beast, but it's up there with a very difficult stage. It is 191 kilometres, so another long one. There's an uncategorised climb at the start. It drags on at the start, so I'm not sure how hard it will be, but it's longish, like it's 10 kilometres long or more. Um, that might cause the brake to split. Intermediate sprint at 66 kilometres. Um, and then and in that sprint, and it's probably around that time, then they start climbing up the first Category 1 climb of the day. Eight kilometres at 5.5%, or just over even. Um, and it is Mont-Louis. So it is goes up to 1,500 metres. And then when they descend that climb, they only descend to 1,200 metres. And then they climb back up. And this is a monster. They climb up to 2,400 metres. And it's a long climb. That is a monster. Yeah, and well, it's, it's sort of in two phases. And it's actually broken up into two climbs, Category 2, Category 1. And the Cat 2 climbs them up to... Um, 1900 and then it's very very short descent then up the the big climb which i'll tell you what that's just about got to be the high point of the two i, I, reckon, it was, I, I reckon it is yeah yeah and then they descend that and then they go up another climb category one which gets them closer to Andor. and well in the, uh, in fact i think they're in Andor uh, at already at this stage up to 1700 meters and then they descend down into Andor la at a thousand meters so it is a big day three category ones one category two not sure how many meters are climbing but it will be a lot yeah so who do you see in a stage like this and how do you see the race shaping up breakaway not breakaway you mentioned it's not a gc contender you don't think it will be a gc battle uh, it's a 50 50 i think i think a break can win the day but it's obviously got to be a break like what we saw last night Guys that seriously can climb. So we saw Molimer win the stage, you know, can climb, Chavez, Menkes. Would Chavez be strong enough on this thing? I know, well, he's, a, he, I know he's a great climber. Yeah, but does no, he well, he looked, he looked like he just didn't have his edge yeah. last night he, because on that climb, the final climb, when they were trying to push to catch Molimer, he, he had a go, but he just couldn't go um, with that group. I think he caught them back up in the end. But no, look, I think those guys... Might not make it. I, I imagine we might see again someone like Mohoric yeah. um, in the group. Or, but it's a tricky one. I'm not sure. I don't know. If they'll, they'll need they'll need five six minutes, and they'll need to get five six minutes early on because UAE, the team of Pogacar, are proving actually that they're a strong team in the and, mountains. And this is one of the stage they don't want to stuff up. Basically, no. they 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 can let break go. They can let and let the race evolve a little bit. But did, now we're entering a part of the of the Tour de France where 
they might want to control it a bit more just to be sure that they're not being caught out, don't you think? Well, yes, but, but if they can, if they can, if a group of 10 riders go and the highest on general classman is 30 minutes down, you know, if you've got guys like Chavez even, he's at 20 minutes, I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll let it go. Now, they're only going to let it go to five, six minutes. They won't let it blow out to 10 or 15. Well, what I mean is they, they, will, they will have a lot more attention to details of who goes into that break. Yeah. And, and they will have a lot more say in the peloton of whether or not they're chasing or not. So far, they've let Dukenic make that step. They let, they let other teams make that decision of whether or not the, the, the peloton was going or not. Yeah. But tonight is one night where they will be, I think, controlling this a bit more, being more of a... The, the, the boss, if you yeah. want, of the peloton to decide whether or not they're chasing or not. Yes, and they, look, they're in countdown mode, as in they're, they're taking it one day at a time, but their management, the director sportifs and, and the riders are saying, right, here we go, last big push. We've got mountain stage, mountain stage, mountain stage. We know there's a sprint stage. They, they're not, the sprint stage is a day off for them. Yeah. The time trial is sort of a day off because it's right a man against the clock. And then this place. Yeah. So in their head, they're saying, right, three big days. As yeah. a team, three big days um, or four big days, whatever yeah. it is. You know, that, but that's it. They're in countdown mode here. So you're right. Attention to detail now. And the directors will be drumming that home to them saying, guys, this is it. We can just about smell the finish line and we can smell victory. We've got to be focused now for the next yeah. few days. But they, and they know it's, this is, you know, this is where it can all unravel at the same time. Do you think UAE is stronger than you think they were yeah. uh, as a beginning? Yeah, I think so. Uh, look, you know what? I think a bunch of people were saying UAE aren't a strong team. That that 250-kilometre stage, if we cast our minds back and we saw that big group of riders go and it was a record speed, you know, for, for the longest stage of the tour in 20 years, they didn't do too bad a job. Yeah. You know, they, they it was a super strong group who were – not missing a beat out in front and you know Vanderpol, Van Art, you had all these yeah. guys and, and UAE in- yes they they were chasing on the front and they were losing time but in the end they dragged it back to a respectable yeah. time gap it so, wasn't dramatic no it wasn't sure. dramatic and people were saying oh they're not a strong team I'm like hang on a minute which are we watching the same race mm. I think I think yeah and then they went into the mountains and they've been as strong as just about every other team in the mountains yeah. in terms of numbers. They've got the numbers there like Ineos have. They've got the numbers uh, there like Cofidis or, you know, they've got more numbers than most other teams. So they are they are a pretty strong team. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one stage to stay up for mm. uh, because just for the Vista, yeah, it would, it would oh, be yeah. there'll be some beautiful shots. I hope the weather's good. Yeah, uh, for I the so. riders. I hope yeah. so too. Uh, but there will be magnificent vista, and of course, the racing will be aggressive, I reckon. And we are like, game is game on. Oh, Basically, yeah. it's game on from now. This is it. This is where you settle in, strap yeah. yourselves in. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Thank you for coming, Maka. Thank you once again. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. 
Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Monbon 2, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.